Businessman, I'm a business man. Now let me handle my business. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the I'm a Businessman podcast. Today we got a very, very special business woe man. Hey, Ashley Hill, founder of the Prep Academy, a real true entrepreneur, making some major things happening, and we're real excited to bring bring Ashley on board today. Yeah, Ashley's super inspirational, man. You know, like just seeing the work that she's doing with the youth, specifically African Nova Scotia youth, and like pulling some of the, these kids up and, and pushing them, propelling them to the next level is super dope. I love the way that she approaches business and just the way that she goes about her day, man. Like, you know, I, I'm super excited to have her on the show and uh, get to learn from her today. Super inspiring episode, man, with, with Ashley. She really dove into some major things. She brought some investment tips. She brought some personal tips, some tricks that she uses to keep herself on track. And, you know, I left from this episode wanting to give all my money to the Prep Academy because mm. of some of the major work that they're doing. And I uh, I think you might feel the same after after listening to this. I, I just, just like I said, hearing the way that she goes about her day, the way that she manages her time, you know, I think that those are the big takeaways for me. I think a lot of people are going to be able to, like, tap into that. You know, for lack of better words, man, Ashley just took us to school, man. She, she got us ready. She took, us um, she took us to school for sure. So tune in. Get your pen and paper ready. Take your notes. Class <laughs> is in Class session. is in session. The Prep Academy. Prep Academy. Now let me handle my business. Here we are. Here we are, man. Season two. Season two. A long hiatus. Mm. Very long. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. You know, we've been um, focusing on a business, dealing with some other things in life, some mm-hmm. challenges, mm. um, a lot of which we'll, we'll get into to season two. But nonetheless, we're here. We're back. We're super excited. Yes. Um, yes. This, this will be our first episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you would have heard in the, the trailer of season two, we're going to be featuring a lot of black women entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. a lot of black women in business. We're super excited about that. Yes. And uh, we got one of our favorite people here today. One of my favorite people for sure. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite people. Yeah. I think you already know that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, season no two, man, I think it would have been, you know, no better way to start it off mm-hmm. with um, the lovely Miss Ashley Hill. Yes. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. It's been a minute. As I said, coming in, it's like therapy for me, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just to get in a conversation, turn the phone off. I know I'm going to have a good conversation with some cool people for an hour so. I'm excited for season two, man. We got a super cool lineup. No, should be dope. Should be dope. Um, season two is actually, before we get started, is brought to you by Tribe Network. Mm-hmm. Shout out to good folks at Tribe. I actually had a little little stint at Tribe. Yeah. Uh, great people, and more specifically, the Black Startup Project. Mm-hmm. Um, so super dope project for for black entrepreneurs uh, to get you know funding, coaching. Um, Tribe's Network. doing networking. Yeah. Network is, good, is huge. Uh, Tribe's doing some great things, so check out Tribe Network. Mm-hmm. dot ca yeah. um yeah super super great people and really trying to make some change so shout out to tribe for, for sponsoring season two um we'll be, shout out we, to tribe network and tribe, tribe, came network. Through with the bag, eh? tribe came through with the bag man mm-hmm. they they brought us back to life you know what they I'm saying? coming through with a lot of things for a lot of people a lot mm-hmm. of things for a lot of people so check out tribe shout out to tribe and the good folks over at tribe so here we are with ashley entrepreneur 
Mm. The founder mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the Prep Academy. The Prep Academy. Mm-hmm. Prep Academy. A great, a great organization that that does some great work. Um, someone that's has been around in the corporate world, a lot of different places, a mm-hmm. lot of different stints, um, and, and we're just excited to chat about that and kind of get to know your story a bit and and share your story. Cool. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah. No. I mean, I think you know we talked about bringing in um, you know some power black women. You know, personal life. I think all the people that come on the show seems mm-hmm. like I have a personal connection. You got to bring some of your friends, man. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, what kind of happens, your friends kind of become my friends by default. Mm-hmm. It's like we have a lot of chat. So, like, you know, he'll he'll report back to me, like, a great conversation you guys had. Yeah. And now I feel like that's why I say you're one of my favorite people, even though we're not, like, we don't talk a lot. Right. But, you know, I get a lot of reports from him. So, yeah, yeah. you became yeah. my favorite person by default. So, yeah, so, you know, when we thought of, when I think about, like, you know, power black women in Nova Scotia, like, you know, it's not a short list. There mm-hmm, is a really mm-hmm, big list, but mm-hmm. you're you're somewhere at the top. Yeah. Honestly, like, working alongside with you, mm-hmm. um, I've learned a lot from you along the way, and I think that you, you bring a lot to the table. So, Thank for you. me, you know, it's always about letting the world see, you know, especially black Nova Scotians, like, seeing mm-hmm. other power people. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Top mm-hmm. of the list. I'm excited to be here. Not a lot of people know my story mm-hmm. or know that this you know it prep is brand new uh-huh. we had our first year of programming and so we're excited for what's to come mm-hmm. but um i'm excited to to break it down yeah nice. so i mean before we get started maybe just give us a little breakdown of, of prep what it is what you guys do mm-hmm. all that good stuff so the prep academy we use the word prep as in preparation. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we work to inspire and prepare African Nova Scotian students for college and university. Nice. So what that looks like is, you know, everything you wish you would have known going in, a lot of students don't have access to options yeah. um, or access to decisions. Yes. Uh, and so we work with students in high school mm-hmm. and we take them through the series of like, what is college? What are the benefits? What mm. does it look like? What are you interested in doing? When you envision your your life, what are you doing mm-hmm. for work? Mm-hmm. Um, and then making the dots of of what type of education you need. And while we're, we are, you know, we want students to get an education because I think education is an amazing tool. Yeah. We're not pushing students to that direction. Mm-hmm. We just want mm-hmm. students to realize how they can use education as a tool, whether right. they want to become an entrepreneur and they don't want to go to school or they want to become a real estate agent, how education and how educating yourself is a tool to success. Uh-huh. But we work with students in high school. We help them apply. We waive their application fees. We uh, walk them through the process of preparing their scholarships, sending right. scholarship applications, a lot of information that we give to students around how to be successful uh-huh. in first year. Uh-huh. And the cool thing is, is, when you're in high school, you have your student support worker and your guidance counselor, and then yeah. you lose them yeah. when, you go. when you go. They don't lose us. Nice. So we mm-hmm. stick with them and while they're in college, university, and until they graduate. Sweet. Yeah. One of the biggest things that just stuck out there for me was like access to decisions. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. that was a major one. Yeah, like That was yeah. in mine. I got that from someone. I heard that a couple weeks ago, yeah. and I'm I wrote that down. I'm glad you kept that one in yeah. Yeah. That, and was able, big, able to regurgitate that. Because like, a lot of times, like, you know, I don't even know, I don't even know what the choices are. Exactly. So I just choose nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you start acts, when you start putting decisions in front of me, I think it just makes it a little bit more realer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's and, and especially, you know, in, in the black community um, and which is why I really value the work that, that you do and, and feel it's such a great initiative is because, you know, like you said, you, they have black student support workers now in schools. Mm-hmm. But again, you're dealing with maybe 50, sometimes hundreds of hundreds of kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
that gets cut off after school. It does. And, and it's limited to, limited to what you can do as, you know, one person right. on a day-to-day basis, right? But I think a, a lot of times we don't see, um, or in the past we haven't seen, you know, the the numbers of our, of our youth, of our students going off to university or having success in university. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's all those challenges, the access decisions. Well, what am I going to take? Mm-hmm. No one in my family ever went to school before. Right. What school am I, how do I apply? No one ever applied before. Mm-hmm. Right. All these things that, that exist, these challenges, these barriers, and, and choosing something like university is huge. So mm-hmm. huge often stuff. it's like, fuck it, I'm not going to go. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to, all these things. Yeah, no, let's gotta, start. We gotta get time to <laughs> start right to it. Honestly, <laughs> the kids curse around us, so that's fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? But, but to have someone like that, that one, you can connect to on an emotional level, and I'm, I'm, you guys do a lot of, but to really help guide those decisions. And okay, now once you get to university, well, here are some tools for success to survive that first year. Mm. Right? Because right? you know, it would be great to see some stats around how many, you know, black students drop out their first year. I mean, for sure. We got a lot of personal experience. We see yeah. guys go yeah. away for ball or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. They have one semester and they're like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Right. Right. So. Or they graduate and they still don't have a career. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're there to play. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I think, you know, <clears throat> I, I live in the world of like, you know, always solving problems yeah. and challenges. And I love when I see a challenge that exists that I would have no skills at being able to solve. And then someone just pops up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. starts and goes and solves it. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. like And sometimes I don't even realize, like, the angle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, the angle that prep is taking is just super cool and super dope. Yeah. 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 So, no, we're, we're excited to, to break that down. But we're, we're going to kind of start off. I just want to hear a bit about Ashley growing up. Mm. You know, how were you as a student? What, what was your earlier days like uh, being in school and, and all that stuff? Yeah, so I went to Graham Creighton mm. in Creighton. Auburn. Yeah. What elementary school? Bell Park? Humber. Humber, Humber Park. Park. Hey. Gotcha. Yeah, I went to Humber Park, then Creighton, and then Auburn. I graduated high school as an honor student. Okay. Congratulations. My grades, sciences and math were never my thing. I mm. got a 51 in biology in grade 11. Uh, my guidance counselor, who I never actually had a relationship with or met or don't remember their name, put me in non-academic math in grade 12 mm. because I think I had like a 66 in academic math gotcha. and um, I, I just wasn't taking academic math in grade 12. And then someone said, well, you you know, you can't do that. You need mm-hmm. to be in academic math. So four weeks in, I then switched. I don't know if you Matt, Matt Boyle, Miss Boyle, yes. Matt's sister. Oh, really? uh, shout out to Mrs. Boyle. Okay. She was shout my grade 12. Too. Yeah. She was my grade 12 math teacher and I graduated with like high 80s in Damn. her class. It all depends on the teacher, I mm. think, and the connection they have with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, college and university wasn't a topic of conversation in my group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't something that we talked a lot about. I'm a first generation student. So the first in both of my families to graduate university. Really? Wow. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know until I graduated. Yeah. But yeah, I graduated honors. I remember applying to DAL only. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that St. FX existed or Acadia, like CBU. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they existed. Mm -hmm. I've never been there. Mm -hmm. Wow. I've only been on campus at DAL at the Sexton gym yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. black yeah. tournament you know what I mean good move um, Dell putting yeah. <laughs> your uh, letting us use that tournament let us use that gym it was yeah. the first time I've ever been on campus mm-hmm. and I remember applying to Dell and faxing my application in from the high school like the main office mm-hmm. 
I think it was like March 20th or something like that, which is too late. Okay. Uh, you need to apply way earlier way to be earlier considered for that. entrance scholarships. And mm-hmm. as an honor student, I didn't get I fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. when I probably could have got a couple of way thousand. More than that. Yeah. Especially as you a didn't black, get the black money. Women are. I got the black money, the forty five hundred from okay. the African Canadian Services Branch, right. mm-hmm. but I didn't apply for any other scholarships. Okay. I didn't have anyone like You who? didn't even know. And you my didn't parents have access to those decisions. My parents thought, you know, the school got you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But I got into Dow when my dad realized that, oh gosh, like you're far behind. You know, we applied to St. Mary's, we went with St. Mary's. St. Mary's gave me a thousand and Dow gave me fifteen, so I went to Dow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I flunked out in my first year. Ah. I failed English, really? psychology, and micro and macroeconomics. What did you pass? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what I took in my first year. Like it was such a culture shock for yeah. one, coming mm-hmm. from Auburn, we got all the black kids that were hanging with on the block every day. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I was cool with both, but yeah. I mean, I yeah. hung with black people. Yeah. And going to Dallas and being the only black person in my classes. Wow. I was like, I don't want to be here. Luckily, mm-hmm. I had Monique, Monique yeah. and Sanera. Yeah. Shout out, Mo. My cousins that Dr. who were Sanera. Dr. Yes. Sanera yes. States. Um, they were on campus, but you know, they had their own, they had their own classes. Mm-hmm. Monique tried to show me around. I started working at BSAC my first year um, and started working at Scotiabank. I worked two jobs mm-hmm. my first year at university. Mm-hmm. I like What's where BSAC? was I gonna the black student advising center at Dow. Okay. I was a receptionist and booked appointments for students. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But I flunked my first year and was on academic probation. My grandmother also passed away my first year, Mm -hmm. right before my final exams. So that was devastating. devastating, You know, my grandmother was like your guys' grandmother to you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a lot. It was Mm -hmm. a lot. And then not knowing anyone, like none of the people that I hung with went to Dow or or were in my program. Like they may have been at Dow, but you never saw them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so big. big. And even to that point, too, you know, we talked about a lot in season one, like some of the challenges that black people go through, mm-hmm. black black people around the world, but specifically black Nova Scotia, like, you know, and I'm sure that this affects everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you, you lose a family member, mm-hmm. when you're, you're going through a challenge in your life, mm-hmm. like, you know, academically or whatever. But <clears throat> I think in the black community, like we're so connected. That a lot of times mm-hmm. those deaths they compound on us. Yeah. Oh gosh. Right? Yeah. Like you know, time like, after time, again. time after time again. Right. So yeah, like that has a major impact. I and you know, like major. you said, anyone in university going, you know, your your family member dies is going to yeah. impact you. But for us, that compounding effect, like you said, but then also this challenges that white students just didn't go through. Their yeah. parents have been to university. Right. They they were prepared a little bit more. They yeah. were prepped a little bit better. And they have more yeah. people. They, they had friends there. They had like them. People right. there had mm-hmm. ten of their classmates from Citadel that are that are in their same program as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a, a black girl from Auburn. She maybe know knows two people on the whole campus mm-hmm. of thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no one in her classes. There's it's it's a tough challenge that that exists. It was, and I also I think of white students. And who they have around them to look up to mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what positions are those people in. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. when you look at us and our parents and our I mean, my parents had great jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had great pensions. Mm-hmm. And that but that's what they hung on to mm-hmm. is they stuck in those positions, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was which is kind of why I created prep and wanted to make sure that students see us mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. positions of positive influence. We're showing up, you know. 
for we got Kazen on the yes, team. She just Kazen. graduated. Shout out to Kazen. She yeah. just graduated. But for our students to see her walk across the stage, right. like that's what they're. It makes it real. Like it you're does. not just telling me something. You know, your story would have been a little bit further, like not far ago, but like it would have been something they never seen. Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. every day they're working with Kazen. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm working with you, but I'm in school too. Yeah. So I'm not just talking it, I'm walking it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's super dope for sure. Yeah. So I flunked out. I The dean gave me a letter that I had to take a year off and figure out what I wanted to do and then come back. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, how do I do that? What do, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Um, what happens there? Luckily, my dad knew Curtis Coward, yeah, uh, yeah. coach. Shout out to Shout out coach. Coach. Curtis. And his wife, Quinta, worked on campus. Okay. And I didn't, I've never met her. I, d- I didn't know what she looked like, but she was an academic advisor. Gotcha. Like coincidental. Gotcha. Uh-huh. So she, I booked an appointment with her. She th- walked me through, like, you have to write a letter basically explaining what's been going on in your life mm-hmm. and submit it and try to get back in. Mm-hmm. So she walked me through that process and I got back in. Nice. So I didn't nice. take any time off. Gotcha. But I had to do four and a half years. So I did a, a you summer You got that classes. big warning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. on probation. I graduated just coming off of academic probation. Wow. But shout out to Quinta because if it wasn't for her, pfft, I don't know what I would have done. Right. And that's the thing is like students, like how do you navigate stuff that right. you've never been before, exactly. been exactly. through? And if, if it wasn't for that coincidence of having right. someone there right. that you just happen to know, you wouldn't even knew to go to that academic advisor, that person. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you're lucky in that yeah. case. Many others don't have that 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 same luck. Yeah. That's right? kind of what I was going to say. Like mm-hmm. without the coincidence, like mm-hmm. you may not have made it. Right. And, you know, for everything I'm hearing about your story, it kind of makes sense why prep exists. Prep exists. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, here was my problem. Mm -hmm. Here was the challenges. Mm -hmm. I happen to have a couple coincidences that made sense for me. But if I wouldn't have, who knows where I would be, right? And so I think manufacturing coincidences, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And that's that's business. That's problem solving. Yeah. Right. I went through the problem. Okay. There's a problem that exists. I don't want to see this problem like yeah. this, or or I can make money off this problem, or whatever the the cause is to solve that problem, and let's create something to solve that problem. And something that really stands out to me also is like, you know, I think of you as a pretty smart person. I mean, you graduated high school with honors. For you to go to school and flunk out in your first year, mm-hmm. what look at the other numbers? Yeah, like you, right? you, like give me a number. How many friends you know in high school did you have that were black? Just throw a number out there. I know. Like you went to Auburn. I how many were in your graduating class? I'll say twenty five. Twenty five. I graduated with like Devante, Damian, Omar, Jazz. Like yeah, yeah, all them guys. Um, So here you are, twenty five black students just at your high school at at that year. Probably at Co Harbor High. Probably was another thirty. We what Citadel existed? Like Myron, them guys. No, they didn't exist. St. Pat's. Okay, well, those schools. So like, let's call it. There's 200 black students mm. in HRM mm-hmm. at that time. You're at Dalhousie University. Mm. You're the only black student in all of, in all of your classes. You know, yeah. like maybe there were five of you that were freshmen at the same time. Mm. But it's like the other 199, or let's call it 195, yeah. they didn't have those coincidences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And you were pretty high like you graduated with honors like yeah. not mm-hmm. a lot of them probably graduated with honors yeah. and so out the gate it's like there's so many struggles that mm-hmm. exist that mm-hmm. like if people aren't plugging into those struggles i mean to like help solve them and push you along like 
Yeah. We're dead in the water. Yeah, yeah exactly. And high exactly. school didn't prepare me. And I, I say this, bec- like, don't get me wrong. I had, I was fortunate to have Mr. Fells mm-hmm. as my vice principal mm-hmm. in junior high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biz, mm-hmm. he wasn't my teacher, but he was around. Yeah. Uh, Miss Hudson yeah. was my yeah. was a vice principal. She wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ian David. Mm-hmm. All people that I like yeah, looked yeah. up to. Yeah. Auburn had a good squad. Over they there. had a good yeah, squad, yeah. but then when I looked back, when I graduated, I got out of school, started working at Scotiabank, worked there for eight and a half years. Realized, oh shoot, like these kids are still going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. There is a gap, right? Like what Ian does, very important, or the student support workers, yeah, very yeah. very important. Yeah, what yeah. the guidance counselors do, very important. Did you know that guidance counselors their ratio is one to four hundred? Wow. wow. What can you What can you do? One guidance counselor to four hundred students. To four hundred students. That's a school board crazy ratio. That's ratio. their mandate. Yeah, yeah. And so when I'm when I'm thinking of the gap, it's like we position ourselves mm-hmm. prep as a support mm-hmm. and as a unique contributor yeah. to what the schools are already yeah. doing, right. but just this one lane. Right. Yeah. Like this is our one and, specific and that, lane. It's, it's the most needed lane. I and mean, I think the, the, the school board's mandate makes sense yeah. mm-hmm. for white students. Yeah. Because yeah. you have you have a guidance counselor that might get the tweeners, but the white kids have families that mm-hmm. have been to university historically. Yeah. yeah right? Or you contribute know, um, to and, colleges. And contribute yeah. and, and <laughs> exactly. So it's a much easier they don't really need guidance counselors. They right. they might Help the kids that don't have that mm-hmm. the, the odd few, but for the black students, historically, a large percent of percentage of us, it's going to be their first time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you told me you were the first from your family, I'm like, shit, no way. Like, you know, your dad, I would very smart people. You would think that, yeah. Well, we just weren't going to university mm-hmm. at, right. at those stages. Like my right? immediate family, the Hills and the Valencourts, but we have like Ross, Monique, yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah, the second yeah, cousins exactly. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and the in new, my immediate, the new generation, right? right? Yeah. You know, so. That that exists, and that's really where you know where prep comes in and and, and fills that lane. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And even too, like you know, a lot of people, you know, you probably you're listening, you're saying, well, I thought this was I'm a businessman, mm-hmm. and they don't really understand that, like you know, what you're doing, mm-hmm. you started, yeah, and from found scratch. it from scratch, took nothing and turned it into something, essentially a business. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think it's really important for people to understand that, like, not every business is, you know, the the type that you market on social media mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're selling a, a unit mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Like some businesses, they operate the exact same way as other businesses. They just have a different outcome. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, you know, like shout out to Matt. But I always think like the customer who is the customer but yeah, so you know, like like you're you you operate a business. Um, is it a not for profit? It is a nonprofit. Yeah, it is a nonprofit. So our clients don't pay anything. Right. Like our our students, our parents mm-hmm. get free access to everything that we offer. Sweet. But we fundraise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We raise money, yeah. and it's funny. Remember, we were at Volta for that thing uh, with Tyler Deacon's dad. Yes. And, yes, with Tiffany. Yes, from with Face. Tiffany. And you guys were like, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. I was, mm-hmm. I've never thought of myself right. mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. until that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's no, like, I yeah, it. I, yeah, I do have a business. Like yeah. I am running a business just like, you know, you're doing payroll or marketing Literally, and, right. you know, finance pieces. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah, all, the, all the things yeah. that any business operates, you know, you're operating. And it's funny too, because we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. but a lot more not-for-profits 
have to start understanding that, yo, this is a business. Mm -hmm. You have customers. Exactly. You have shareholders. You have operations. Mm -hmm. All the things that exist in the real business world need to exist as well in in effective not for profits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a great segue into you know where we want to go is to to break down uh, prep and from the business perspective. Right. But you know when you go to sign up at the joint stocks, there's four different types of businesses: mm-hmm. right. corporations, sole proprietor, partnership, partnership. non for profit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That you have to still register with joint stocks. You still get a corporate number. Some of the biggest businesses are not for profits. Hundred percent. Heart and oh, yeah. Stroke Foundation. The Cancer, Cancer Society, um, the IWK, Halifax Chamber. Halifax Chamber. You know, yeah. these are organizations with CEOs, mm-hmm. with payrolls, with with employees, with staff. A non-for-profit is a business. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and, and the cool thing about entrepreneurship is, like we said, you had a problem. You were able to solve this problem and create something, you know, through through that problem. So, you know, a lot of times people think, Businesses just to go out and, and make money, but businesses can do work. Mm. Yeah. Businesses can feel your life. So w- with our businesses, we try to have the balance of what do they want to call it these days? Uh, uh, social entrepreneurship. Social entrepreneurship. Like technically, we could be in a social entrepreneurship, yeah. but we're not. We're corporation. We're for the profit. Yeah, we, we come for the bread. You know, a lot of what we do is it doesn't mean our business can't do good work. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Our business can't have an impact on community. You know, by maybe giving meals to homeless people and by providing jobs for youth, by all these things that we do. For sure. Um, but but specifically in your business where it's 100% not for profit, your mandate, your your goal is to help drive change and ultimately help black students succeed in university. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a fulfilling life. Like I'm sure you wake up every day motivated, excited. You know, you're sending some 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 of guys that we know to, to school this year that probably definitely would have not went to school if mm-hmm. it wasn't for the prep academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I know I know of like two kids literally. right off the top. Literally. Like I specifically remember this before prep even started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> kids come to me all the time with different challenges, especially around school, but I know it's not really my lane. Yeah. I've never been to university. I, I dropped out of NSCC mm-hmm. six months in. Um, you know, so I don't really know that process. Yeah. But I knew somebody at the time who knew that process. Mm-hmm. We had conversations of what you were trying to do. So I kind of just was like, hey, take this person's, can I give this person your number? Yeah, boom. Mm-hmm. Take the number. The person, I gave them both the number. Ashley hit them up first. Mm. And, you know, two times and two kids that probably would have not went to university. I know 100% they went to university and I, I believe that you had a real impact on that. And so, you know, I, I think that that was like mm. the the aha for me. Like, yeah, you know what? This this is really something. Because mm-hmm. if it would have been up to me, they probably would be still filling out applications mm-hmm. two years later, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And yeah, we just really wanted to, to highlight that part about business. Right. Right, that that businesses can be that, mm-hmm. right? It is a full business. You ha- We have a full operation swing. We have mm-hmm. policies. Mm-hmm. We ha- And a lot of people get confused. And my parents get confused a yeah, lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're like, well, if you don't make money... Mm. It's just it's just the way you have to run your books, but right. we get paid. Exactly, we yeah. just don't bank money. And that All was what I, what I wanted to touch on next is right. like you know it's not like you're working for free. You no. you're able to pay yourself right. a, a living wage and pay other people. Right. Um, like you said, at the end of the end of the year, we just have to have no profit right. on our on our balance sheet. Exactly. So that means that all the money we get from all these companies needs to go into our kids, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. exactly what and I want. Which is huge. Walk us through. The early days of of prep, and we'll come back to mm. you know some of your experiences at Scotia Bank and things like that sort. But 
What was it like to, to start prep? How, how did that look for you? It was a long process. I remember a, a snap story popping up from like five years ago. I think it was 2015. I mm-hmm. even made business cards off of Vistaprint that said like education consultant mm-hmm. and my phone number with like flowers or something on them. <laughs> and I was just like handing out the cards. because That's I was always just... the first thing we do <laughs> as, business as, as black entrepreneurs, business cards. Make so, it look official, you know, right? Exactly. I did a lot of research. I took a long time to do a lot of research. And what I think in terms of business is if you're thinking about starting a business, like don't be afraid to work. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes would pull all nighters or be up until one o'clock or two o'clock, yeah. just reading papers, reading documents from the government, reading certain things to realize no one's ever done this right. before. Mm-hmm. So this is my lane. Right. Um, and so I connect, I was like, what do I do? Do I start a nonprofit or a community interest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where you give a percentage of your profits back? Yeah. So I started working with a lawyer. I connected with Common Good Solutions, okay. Robert yes. Nichols, yep. who put me in contact with our lawyer, who's still our lawyer today. So and he has really just walked me through. It was a lot of meetings mm. and a lot of like picking up the phone, call Mr. Fells, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm researching mandates from other black organizations to find to make sure that we're not duplicating yes. services yes, but yes, that we're yes. complementing the efforts which is major and then i think i started all of that like 2015 it was i was talking to Channing about it for the longest time um i knew that i wanted to specifically help black students so i mm. thought about going back to school to become a guidance counselor don't have the gpa to easily get into a master's program mm. um you need, a, you need to go to teachers college for guidance counselor Sorry, not masters. You need to become a teacher, then teach, and then get your guidance counselor. So it was like, frig, like four more years of school just Mm. to be able to do what I know I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then thought about going back to my masters. I was like, cool, I'm just going to apply. That's when St. Mary's and Mount St. Vincent both came out with their black student support Mm -hmm. worker jobs. I was like, I'm going to apply for both, apply for both, didn't get neither of them. Mm -hmm. None of them hired an African Nova Scotian. And I was like, oh, this is just killing me. Like, Mm Who supports our students, though? Because yeah, right. there's a difference between right. African-Canadian, Black, yep. and African-Nova Scotian. Yep. And 100%. so I didn't, I was top candidates, but didn't get the didn't get the position. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to create something there on my go. own. <laughs> From the block. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to not curse so much. Or Corbell knows no, I, I got a little that, tongue. That, <laughs> fuck it, man. Tell me about it. So I started like, you know, really connecting. And this is all while I'm still working a full-time job. Yes. Um, connecting with our lawyer. And then we incorporated. And then I was like, okay, you need a board. Mm. So I was like, my friend Aaron showed me this YouTube thing or this, I forget what it was, but it was like, if you could pick your team, who would your team be? Mm. And I was thinking, okay, I knew I would pick people around me, but I really need like one operational organization, finance, fundraising, and then I need black connection to community. Mm. So I went out and found all four of those people, asked them to be part of the board. They Mm. were all on board. So cool. We have our team, small team. We're about to grow it. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, okay, programming, like, what does this look like? Like test it out. I built the program Mm -hmm. and just started talking to schools and we got in and I started fundraising. Mm -hmm. I wrote some funding proposals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to some major companies, banks and uh, other organizations, Mm -hmm. Scotiabank, Amira, Mm -hmm. uh, and they believed in it. And everyone that I told, I built like this slide deck and everyone that I told about it, they were like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Like, why doesn't this exist? Mm -hmm. I'm like, right? Mm -hmm. Give me some money. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, it's it's fire. It's four or five things that that really stood out to me from that, you know, that start. Um, and I just want to highlight some of those things so we can 
because that's all we're trying to do is is grab and be able to give to someone mm-hmm. that might be trying to start. Um, but but you know, one the extensive research of right. like, I want to start something. I don't understand how it exists. Let me go dive myself in to what's happening, all while working a full time job. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's a f- cool meme that says, you know, if you're working a nine to five. Six to eight should be the time, uh, hours of building your dreams. However, 100%. they say it, right? 100%. So that that you, you spend that time. Secondly, I really love the thing of, of building your dream team. Right. Right. So in the early stages, it's like, okay, I have this goal. Well, who are the people that are going to help me do it? Right. A lot of times, we might just look next to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. My I'll grab buddies. you. You might not have the skills, but I'll make you have the skills. Yeah. Right. But no, a great way to look at it is like, okay, I need someone to help me with operations i need a lawyer i need this right okay let me go do that and bring that to life mm-hmm. um and, and you know that that process and for that it sounded pretty natural like you didn't have a mentor or um a book that said this is how you build mm-hmm. something right right it was like instincts it was black girl wisdom mm-hmm. that that you know helped you bring this to life and, and you brought it to life. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you know, like, like you know, uh, to touch on the point when you talked about like the research, like mm-hmm. that's just market viability. Literally. Right. Like, you know, you want to know, like I tell people all the time, like they say, I want to start a business. Okay, cool. What well, does the market exist? Exactly. And if the market exists, like what part of the market doesn't already exist? Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because if you would have just went kind of like, oh, I'm student counselor, it already exists. People would have been like, we ain't giving you no money for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, right? So you got to find that like specific niche that you could really double down on and other people could believe in it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to your point about the, you know, the natural ability, I think one of the cool things is like you spent time working yes. in corporate world. True. Yeah. Like, you know True. what I mean? So you got Long to time. see like see how the, this how shit the world works. works. Right. Who so, has the money, who doesn't. Right. How businesses, like the operate. functionality of a business. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. when I'm about to go start my own, I already kind of know the pieces yes. that right. exist. Right. And so one of the things too, like, you know, Again, when I talk to people and, you know, everyone wants to quit their job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one wants to work for nobody. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, you can't just, unless you got the bank to, to fail, like, mm-hmm. man, you better go work for somebody yeah, yeah. and look at all of their failures, exactly. look at their successes, exactly. and then you kind of cheat the game exactly. and you skip the line and then boom. Now when I'm ready to go, I already kind of know a whole lot. Trust me, I know you probably mm-hmm. found out a whole lot. Like, mm-hmm. shit that you didn't know when, yeah. you, when you start peeling the curtain back. It's like, oh, shit, really? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know Still learning. I mean? Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But, like, when you're coming in with, like, I already know a lot mm-hmm. because I've seen what that looks like. Straight. And that's right? huge. And, and you know, to, to, to just double down on that. Like you said, it's not always financially. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, oh, I want to get out of school and just start a business. Or I just want to start a business. But I'm sure that the... the, the you were at Scotiabank for eight years, mm-hmm. correct? Eight and a half. Eight yeah. and a half years. The information, the the knowledge mm-hmm. that you got, like I said, it was natural, but that was a part of your learning, mm-hmm. uh, being there and mm-hmm. seeing that. Um, so I'm just curious, you know, about, about that, that was, time of your life. It was a lot of soft skills too. Like I was able to speak to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, was, I started off at the call center, worked there for three and a half years. Then I got into a customer service supervisor, working the tellers, mm. in charge of the tellers. Never worked in a branch before mm-hmm. and was supposed to go in and was in charge of all the money in the tellers. Mm. Learned Jeez. that. Then I got, became a manager of customer service. And then I became an assistant branch manager. Mm. And you learn, you learn how to talk to different people. Mm-hmm. You learn, like, 
uh, I was responsible for risk management of the branch, so mm-hmm. all the money, all the organizational skills. But you you show you learn how to show up mm-hmm. in professional spaces, and I get that people are like, I just want to quit my job. But every organization that I've worked for, people vouch for me and people talk about me to other people. Sure. Yeah. So when I go and ask Scotiabank for money, it's not about I used to work for you, I'm entitled to it. Mm-hmm. It's like this is this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And other people at BBI or Scotiabank, or you're ta- you know, up in the Halifax Chamber events, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, Ashley this and Ashley that." Your name carries weight out there. Mm-hmm. So if you if you don't want to work, you still need to make those connections somehow, yeah. somehow some way. Somehow. Yeah. But when I was working at Scotiabank, I loved the most, the thing I love most about my job was helping people. Mm. So I got a lot of young people in from school mm-hmm. wanting to do financial advisor positions. They come in, work as tellers for the summers. You do career professional development plans, mm-hmm. and the bank has money behind mm-hmm. professional development to support your career. A lot of it. A lot of it. And they're so supportive. They've been so supportive of my career. I've gone from Halifax to Anaganish mm-hmm. to Yarmouth to Windsor. Um, I've traveled. Mm-hmm. And it was it was amazing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I loved helping people reach different parts of their careers. Mm-hmm. And then a light bulb moment was like, I like that, but for kids. Nice. Like not for Sick. the adults. Mm-hmm. Sick. It has mm-hmm. to be the kids, yeah. and it has to be our kids. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. That's but amazing. no, Scotiabank and the corporate world. So I worked at eight and a half years at Scotiabank. Yeah. Where did I go after Scotiabank? Uh, the Black Business Initiative. Mm-hmm. I was there for two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and left then you the, ran the BIJ. Ran the BIJ. So I worked. Business um, is jamming. Business is jamming. Yeah. Helped black youth um, get interested in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly when I realized when we were going into schools, I was like, oh man, these kids is not, they're the same. Yeah. Nothing has right. changed. 10 years later, right. nothing has changed. Yeah. And so then I left BBI and I worked at the North End Community Health Center as their manager of, of uh, HR, diversity, equity, inclusion. And that's another thing I tell kids. Like, I tell them my path. Mm-hmm, I flunked mm-hmm, out of school, mm-hmm. worked at Scotiabank, worked at a nonprofit, then a, then a health center. Yeah. And now yeah. I have my own business. Like, you don't wide, have to stay in the grass. same lane. That's And that's a, a major point as well. It's like, you know, in university and kind of life teaches, like, you know, go to school, mm-hmm. have your career p- picked out, go and do this. For, right? for that, the rest of your life until you retire. And, and that's not the path for no. a lot of people. And, right. and it's probably not even the best path. Right. You know, you're able to create prep and to be able to make it so versatile because of your versatility. Right. And, and the places you've been and the experiences you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those the relationships. The yeah. relationships. The relationships. Of, like, yeah. all these different throughout organizations. This, throughout this podcast, just listening to her talk, one of the key things that's jumping out to me is relationships. All the names. Mm-hmm. You drop like it's 50 names. names. It's relationships. It's it's connection to people. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so when you're able to now go and you're you're dealing with people, mm-hmm. like there's different parts of your business, you know, there's the fundraising part. Yes. You got to be able to talk Put to people. Put on a blazer and you talk to I mean? people. And yeah. you need to be able to have some people vouch for it. Like That's this right. girl ain't just going to run off with the, to get those run meetings. off on the plug. Yeah. A, a right? big part of, you know, we're, we're building our, our sales process in our business mm-hmm. where, um, you know, smooth meal prep is looking to shift from dealing with individual customers, not shift, but add the sector of B2B. So serving right. simplified caterings for businesses. Right. And all of my sales day to day is not much cold calls. It's who's on my network that I know that has a business or that mm-hmm. can connect me to someone. And that that gets me easy meetings and it's easy sales. Yeah. Because you yeah. know who I am. I'm not some random guy calling you on the phone. It's, mm-hmm. hey, we did this before. Well, here's what I have now. Mm-hmm. 
let's do that, right? It's the professionalism too. You need to know how to carry yourself in certain situations. Yes. But when I was working at Scotiabank, is I learned about uh, my own money. Mm. Like how to, I'm 18 working mm-hmm. at Scotiabank. Mm-hmm. My team for the first month I joined, they were going out to the bar and I wasn't mm-hmm. able to go. Mm-hmm. But I have a TFSA. I know what RRSPs are. I, I learned investments very early. Mm-hmm. And you just, you need to be able to have that versatility to use those those jobs or whatever oh. as steps. Like yes. you take something out of them. Don't just work for somebody, but like take knowledge. What are yes. you, what are you there for? Yeah. Don't just What's, punch in your clock every day. Don't, don't, yeah. don't just collect a check. We straight, tell straight, kids all the time straight. who play, play sports, use basketball to get you this. You're saying use your job mm-hmm. to yeah. get you some mm-hmm. shit. And that like, that's the that's shit. It. So this episode, like every episode of season two, is brought to you by the great folks at Tribe Network, mm. specifically the Black Startup Project, a great project for black entrepreneurs to network, to get access to funding, to learn new skills, whether you're trying to scale your business, start your business, whatever place you're at in business, the Black Startup Project is a place for you. And it's needed, something that we haven't seen in a lot of years. If we had the Black Startup Project when we were coming through, we might have got to that million. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> start your engines. <laughs> start your engines. We're going. So check out the Black Startup Project, tribenetwork.ca, and uh, let's get to it. Yeah. The one thing I want to talk about, and you kind of just tapped just into it, is like, what are your daily habits mm-hmm. looking like? Because I, mm-hmm. I, I know you. I, I've, I see you operate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, you're always on point. You're yeah. always like, you're the person reminding everybody about the meeting. You're the person that's like, you're never really- You don't miss a meeting. You're, you're, you're on you're time. You're not like Navelle. No, don't <laughs> right? be like me. You're not like Navelle. Right. You're complete opposite. And so like, what are what are the daily habits that you have? Like, what does your day look like? Tell us about your day. Because you got a lot on the go, but mm-hmm. like, what does your day look like? Every night before I go to bed, I look at my phone to see what I have on the go for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Every night. And I put everything in my phone. Nice. And I block the time. I block travel time. I block certain things or if I have to call somebody mm-hmm. or do something. like and, and I set the times as they're meant to be set. Mm-hmm. So then when I look at my phone today, all the stuff that I've done is already grayed out. Yeah. Right. I right. just look at my phone every day. What's my day look like tomorrow? Let me get ready for that. Okay. And I get ready in the evening. Right. Like I knew today I was going to be in Halifax. I need to pack my bag. I need to You're be prepped. here all day. I'm prepped. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think um, another thing that that I need is clean space. That's just mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I need my office to be clean, but yeah. I have You're an also, office at home. You're also a great right. office interior designer. Anyone yeah, didn't know that. That's a yeah. little business too. Yeah. I have, yeah, yeah little yeah. little yeah. side yeah. hustles. Yeah. I'm also you built two of my uh, offices. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, a real estate investor. Yeah. We're gonna get into we that. Properties. We're gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I told you, my girl got hats a lot. Silent hats. She's wearing them greatly. Yeah, silent hats. Man. I always liked. I was just talking to Channing about this. How I need to get back in the habit, but Sundays need to be my time. Mm-hmm. Like I need my house to be clean. I need to refresh. I need to think, and not just not do anything, but just think about the week coming up mm-hmm. and yeah. how I can prepare for that. Yeah. yeah. It's really important so that none of this stuff is last minute. I'm not whipping up stuff last minute because that stuff stresses me Mm -hmm. out. But if I can plan ahead and then I always have times for prep dates in my calendar that are blocked Mm -hmm. for this is the half a day for finances. Like you need to do your finances at this point Mm -hmm. that you need to do this at this point using my calendar. Calendar is is, king. Calendar is king. Every successful person we talk to, um, great person we talk to and even just people you see. 
They live their life from the calendar. How and do then, you develop the, the, the discipline, though, to like, you know, stick to it? Yeah, it, it's not always perfect, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. So when I quit my job, my friend Aaron said, you need to develop discipline habits before you do that. Because mm-hmm. when you have free time, you're going to want to like wake up, grab a coffee, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. You're going to have you're, you're your own woman. You can yeah. have all kinds of time to yeah. do everything. Do the most. But you really need to get in the frame of like, I'm still at work. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is my time. This is my work now. This is my this work. Is even more important I'm work. responsible for it. Yeah. And another thing that I like to do is I like to leverage technology to mm. make my life easier. If people want to meet with me in the bottom of my email signature, I have a link that here you can click and look at my calendar and block Sick. yourself in. Rather than going back and forth of mm-hmm. times and booking meetings yeah. and all yeah. this stuff. That takes a lot of time. And then I like to check my emails every day before I start work. So my emails normally start at eight and then I start work at nine. Okay. Uh, My emails are a little piled up right now, but again, you carve out time, look at my calendar. What am I doing this week? And Ross also gave me a good tip when I, I used this when I was first launching my business and doing research and he goes, he put something on Twitter. You know, I'm always looking Mm -hmm. at Ross's Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, He said something about productivity or accountability and set one evening aside for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think he said Thursday, so I pick Thursday. And then from Thursday, I would finish work at five. I'd come home, I'd eat, and I'd put myself into a space where I'd work from like six until nine Mm -hmm. on research or prep stuff or anything so that I'm still moving the dial. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Sick. Mm -hmm. Amazing productivity. And, you know, something that stands out to me is, and you made a good point, being an entrepreneur, you own your own time. You do. Right. So Gorilla said it, you know, you're the opposite of me. My skill set isn't. Right. I try it as much. I try to implement discipline, but like I'm like, oh, I got to do that. Let's go do it. I get in zones of of work. It's not the best for productivity, mm. um, but when I shine, I shine. But when I'm not shining, I'm I'm dying. Yeah, you know and I think I think we we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's not like a, it's not even a knock. No, like everybody no. had. What Navelle's good at, he's good at. That's mm-hmm. why we tried to bring you in. Yeah, to the team. We, we a long needed time you. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because I was working alongside you, and then I'm working alongside of him. But I'm like. Whenever we get in the room, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like shit, like we can show up in the room. We you could we could leave this meeting and go like I literally called him for this podcast thirty minutes before because yeah. I didn't tell him. Yeah. Right? So he shows up. Because you don't look in your calendar. You always say, when's calendar, the meeting? Send right? me the link. So What's the address? So he shows up 30 minutes before, but when we get here. <laughs> we send it. <laughs> I send it. Right? But I know it's, I got him CC'd in the email, but it's yeah. not He's getting not, to him. No, you're but not an email guy. When he gets guy. here 30 minutes before, we can snap his brain right. to get let's make a great podcast. Yeah. I'm right. in the moment. Right. I, I'm, 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 I'm a very present person. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I've learned that over the years that that's what it is, mm-hmm. like the power of a moment. So I live in the moments. I think about the future, but I'm always thinking the big shit. Yeah. Like my right. brain is literally always thinking like the, the biggest shit possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how do I solve the biggest problem? Mm-hmm. And so there's that. And then there's where am I right now? Right. Right. Everything else, honestly, like it just, it don't really register to me. And, but I've learned over the years, what I'm not good at. Yeah. And so what I try to do is I try to find people who are good at the other shit exactly. to make it, to compliment. Yeah. That's why we've built our relationship yeah. right. the way that we have because, you know, in, you know, Ace, shout out to Ace. Shout in out to Ace, Ace, like, you know, when I show up, like, boom, I could have that conversation. I could, I could leave my heart on the table, whatever. But like, I forgot that we had a meeting. And so, you know, 
I'd be like, hey, make sure you let me know. Text me. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Zoom link is in the email, but, like, man, just text it to me. To you it. know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so that's how we kind of started building our relationship. Then I'm like, holy shit. Ashley, actually, she really got her shit together. Yeah. And so it yeah. kind of made me gravitate towards you because it was the opposite of what I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when you, when you talk about building a team, like, you know, you want people on your team that are good at what you're not good at. Exactly. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Right? But yeah. you got to first know that you're not good at something. Yeah. No, for sure. Right? Yeah, you definitely need to have that realization. And then I think also in terms of productivity, and we talked about mentorship earlier, I low-key feel like I learn a lot from you guys just mm-hmm. watching you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And so you have to have good feeds yes. on your social we talked, channels. We had a whole episode about that. Yeah. You yeah. have to have good people. Yeah, I got, you know. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, famous people that you follow yeah, or whatever yeah. and workout people. Couple shade rooms, couple, couple, couple booty, Johns. Couple booty picks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I like my booty picks. You know? But you have to have people and you have to be, you know, watching what they're doing and learning from them. Exactly. So when we think of Ace, like that Calendly link, I learned that from Alfred. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's little things that I pick up that I take say, from people right, to yes. make what works for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So now another question I had is you talk about what you take from people mm. what do you, what would you want other black female entrepreneurs african nova scotian mm-hmm. but even just in general black female entrepreneurs what's something that you can give to them mm, that's a really good question um i've never thought of that before but i think what I'm realizing is I'm doing it, like mm-hmm. I'm creating a company and we're we're doing things a little differently. Yeah. And I would want people to say, okay, cool, that's, that's I want that. Mm-hmm. So let me call Ashley. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sit on the phone with you or I'll meet you at the library yeah. and we'll walk through exactly what you need to do to get there. Right. Like, I just want to help other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so I don't know if that's them seeing me and, and taking something from me, but just call me That's right. and we'll figure it out together. We'll brainstorm. Yeah, I don't think it's people taking from me or what can I give people, mm. but I can give people my time. You can give people Ashley and Ashley is a whole lot of shit. I take a lot from you. I yeah. took a lot from you today. Just, mm. you know, I, I to see you from the outside and, you know, prep to me has, has been built overnight, mm-hmm. right? But it's not overnight. There's a long process behind that, but you're able to get shit done the way you are because of your productivity, because of your- right personal habits that affect the work that you do but what you right? don't see though is like you know my i got a sink full of dishes yeah yeah my yeah, laundry yeah. is piled up right now yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i gotta sleep my floors that's true you know that's but true. and i'm up probably tonight until 12 30 mm. but what you see me put out there and someone said this to me the other day one of our corporate funders they were like you did really good on marketing mm. and i'm like man i feel like i suck at marketing mm-hmm. but i'm just putting content out there right regardless right. of what time. So another thing that I think- Content is king, consistency is queen. Ooh, I like that. I think I got that from, from, from Ross. I was going to say, that sounds that like, sounds like Ross. Ross. Actually, no, it wasn't. The coolest <laughs> cool. But yeah, man, I seen that the other day. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's it. Content is king, consistency is queen. Mm-hmm. Put but them on the throne. Mm-hmm. Leveraging exactly. technology to yes. do things for you, like Buffer. I've learned that from Ross. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, like I literally- Thinking and doing research, I would watch Ross mm-hmm. and like listen to him. That's research to me. Straight. That, so for sure. Ross introduced me, not personally, but on the internet to Buffer. Buffer. Yeah. So now I use Buffer. Right. You, you know. Uh, you, you you said 
that three times, um, leveraging technology. Mm. What's your five best productivity apps, you know, whatever it is that you use, like it could be Calendly, it could be Buffer. Um, give, give it to us right now. Yeah, I would say Calendly, mm-hmm. Buffer. What's Buffer? Buffer is the, we have our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn all tapped in. Mm. So you don't have to go, I was going to each mm-hmm. platform individually posting but now you can just copy and paste upload and it's all done and then you can forward like something i could do something this morning that'll come out next week Mm -hmm. so that's already taken care of ross has a tweet schedule for like yeah 2088 or something buffer yeah Yeah. you missed me i think he said Mm -hmm. um we gotta bring bring ross back again for season two i love ross shout out to ross yeah he we i mean we don't see each other often But I just learned so much from him. Like he's giving content all the and time. He's bringing it consistent, consistently. My calendar, honestly, mm-hmm. and then I use Google Drive. Like, Google Drive. and I'm and I, I think when I was at Scotia Bank, I was responsible for the branch's audit, so I needed to be very organized. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get that from my dad. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. very organized, file folders, color coded, name branded, everything. I need to be organized. Yeah, responsible so, for the, the branch's audit. That's big responsibility. One mm-hmm. of the things too that I heard, you know, and I mean. We Ross, this should be called the Ross Show. The Ross. Um, everyone we bring in, like, you know, yeah. Ross had some type of impact. Um, but, you know, one of the things he taught me was, like, figure out your, your hour, mm-hmm. what what you're worth, yeah. your hour, and then anything that you can pay somebody to do mm. that's cheaper than what your hour is worth, just pay him. Just pay him. So, I mean, the dishes, the, yeah. the laundry, 100%. all that shit. Like, man, you could... Unless oh, you enjoy that stuff, yeah. Which I don't. No, don't I told Chan. Like I told Chan when we have kids, we definitely hire and help. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, la- like, laundry, dishes, lunches. Your time's mm-hmm. much better served Cooking? sending sending kids to university mm-hmm. for sure than cleaning your dishes. Everything yeah. else gets sidetracked. I literally just got an email um, a week ago, just you know, from Smooth Meal Prep account, uh, a, a CEO of a big company in Halifax looking to hire a chef. Mm. To cook every meal for her. Yeah. Pack her kids' lunches, dinners, breakfast, and willing to pay a pretty price. Right. Because, yeah, she just doesn't want to cook, and that's not it's not on her. Girl's making a lot of noise. It's a, it's a lot, but I've checked <laughs> yeah. that out, too. We checked that out to see, like, okay, cool, she would get groceries for us. Mm-hmm. We give her a key mm-hmm. to our house. She would make the meal plans. Mm. She would cook and do our dishes mm-hmm. and just put the food just in the fridge the for us. Fridge. But I think those that leveraging technology, I mean, we've talked about like, yeah, I do a little bit of hot side hustling with like designing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have like a rental property, working a full time job, starting a business, doing some of those pieces for you. I mean, you guys are really the only ones that I was doing it for at the time. Mm-hmm. And then having tenants. Mm-hmm. That's four jobs right there. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, literally. So. I think leveraging technology is so crucial and finding whatever works for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, not all of our hacks are going to work for you, but if you can get in your own groove, gotcha. that's yeah. what's important. I do want to go into a bit of your, um, I don't know what time we're at, but we're just going to go. Yeah. Right. If it's an hour and a half, because there's so much, you got a lot to give. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we got a lot to we're give, we're not we putting take black it. women on a time. No, gosh, <laughs> no way. Your time is putting black that's women not. It's not what we're doing in 2022. <laughs> no, we're not. But but we know she got a calendar, so we yeah, got to respect. No, I'm good. I'm good. We got to respect black woman's time, okay. 100%. I'm going to go here first, but I, I want to get back to prep because I got some key questions that I want to ask about prep. But your personal, you, you brought up personal finance and, and learning from Scotiabank, mm-hmm. your investments, your your real estate. Um, 
tell us how you got into that. I know the story a bit about, you know, um, I think you bought a duplex. You lived on one side. You rented the other side. Right, right. Tell us that game. Give, so us, give us a real estate game. That actually was my first rental. I moved to um, Anaganish to mm. work at Scotiabank for two years. And I, I didn't know that. rented. Yeah, I was living there for two years. I lived at the top floor and I had a three bedroom apartment. It was like seven fifty. Like mm. it's not not nothing crazy. That was what? Seven fifty. Seven hundred fifty. No, seven hundred fifty. I was renting. Oh, you were renting. Seven hundred fifty dollars per <laughs> okay, month. We had okay. a nice living room, uh, laundry inside, parking. It was nice. It was further away from campus mm. though, so I wasn't on campus. Um, and then I just put an ad up to rent to to two girls. Mm. So I was making five hundred off them each. Which paid the for the rent and, and the utilities. Yeah. So I was living so for free. So it was free. a she was three bedroom, three bedroom apartment. Apartment. Gotcha. I and had. you were renting it the whole apartment. I was for renting the whole apartment for seven fifty. And, and, and then, then I was subleased the subleased to sick. two girls. And sick. they were nice girls. They yeah. were they weren't like, you know, first year, they were mm-hmm. tenured uh, students mm-hmm. that didn't want to be on campus. And mm-hmm. that was the vibe that I wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the university experience of living on campus and stuff. I traveled right, from right, Dartmouth right. to Halifax, yeah. Dal every day, skipping the bridge to hold. I guess I was broke as anything. Yeah, but like that. <laughs> uh, uh, that was my first experience renting. But I knew I always had an interest in investment property. And mm-hmm. so Chan- I moved back to Dartmouth. We We lived in Dartmouth for a little bit. Um, live with my dad for six months rent free, which was nice. And then we wanted to buy a house and we were working with a real estate agent. Duplex was the vibe. Um, And then we stumbled upon friends who knew of this older couple. Mm. We offered them 25,000 under asking. It Mm. wasn't, it was private sale. They weren't even listening yet. Uh, We were like, leave it as is. We'll take it. And they sold it to us. And then we fixed it up, renovated it. It was in good condition. We live in one side and rent the other. Mm. So we don't pay a mortgage. Once again, relationships. Yeah. yeah. We knew some friends who knew this older couple mm-hmm. yep. who were selling their house. Right. We weren't even looking to sell yet. Were they? They were get, getting up getting there in, in age. In the, they were thinking the about selling in like six months to a year. But we they fell in love with us mm-hmm. and how much I love the property and mm-hmm. my personality. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, we want you guys to have it. We yeah. want it to be yeah. your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've lived there for three years now and we're in the market to find something else people love people who love their shit yes mm. i find that you know like realtors um the really good ones mm-hmm. let you know that like the more you let the buyers know that you love this and it ain't always about the dollars it's mm-hmm. just like do you genuinely like do you mm-hmm. love what we've loved for 25 50 years mm-hmm. do you love this place people think about that yeah me i kind of like i ain't really once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. But I think that that's a really important piece, just sidebar. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. And luckily, my experience working at the bank, I knew how mortgage mortgages worked. Yeah. I've dealt mortgages before. I've made those deals. So I was very knowledgeable about like the refinancing structure, mm-hmm. the buy and hold structure. It was new for Channing and I, but we went through a, a few uh, webinars um, and information sessions. Mm-hmm. And we've, yeah, it's like the, with the housing market, tripled in value. Yeah, You just have to know... It, and that's the thing is education is the tool to success. Yes. Right. So when we talk about prep, yes, I want students to realize their life and navigate their careers. And I want to help them get to college, university and beyond mm-hmm. is how I say it. But even if you want to become a real estate agent mm-hmm. or if you're thinking school cosmetology in school, maybe not for you. Mm-hmm. But like if you want to own a business, who's going to run your books? Mm-hmm. What's your I don't know all the terms like market share or yeah, whatever, yeah, prop, you know. 
you, you got to learn that Me stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You got to learn that stuff, or at least know that you're responsible for it yeah. and hire somebody. And know to that, do that it exists, yeah. and have enough knowledge that the terms to right. say, okay, when the lawyer, whoever's speaking this to you, it's not foreign language. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, we, we talked about it before. Um, you know, terms just shrink information. Yeah. Like you may know what it is, but you just don't know the word for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just. If you get the word, you just sound smarter. And now they got like acronyms and stuff. You just sound smarter. But like, if I know what it is, mm-hmm. if I don't know the acronym, it's all good. Exactly. Last question on your personal life. You mentioned personal finances and, and from mm-hmm. the bank. Um, from what I know, you're, you're a pretty good budgeter, a good, mm-hmm. a good saver. What's your, your thoughts there? Tips? How the hell does that look for you? Yeah, so you're not I, over here spending recklessly. I don't see you I at mean, the club <laughs> buying bottles. I be at winners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. I'd, again, leveraging technology, like every time that paycheck comes in, a percentage goes here. Mm. A per, I, all of my bills, you know, you figure, break that down on what you pay monthly, even if you don't pay your power bill monthly. Mm. You take all that money out. Mm. You yeah, have it auto, auto deposit. I mean, auto auto bills. Auto payment. Auto payments. Transfer to your TFSA, transfer mm. to your RSP, like it, all that stuff comes out. And then I look at and, that. And that's so huge. And Larry June said it on a track. Oh, my bills on auto pay. Shit, I got to pay them anyway. Shit. Right? And, you know, when I think about, like, my person, I'm not that guy. Mm. I'm get the money. Oh, what do I got to do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but think about it, like, <laughs> when it's auto, and remember we went yeah. to, um, if you got to do something twice, so automate. automate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, black woman taught black us woman that. Black woman taught us that. BBI I remember the face. I don't remember the name. Exactly. She worked for TD. Yeah. So, so now when you're thinking about personal finances and- all right, when you get paid, you know, they got the rules of thumb, pay yourself 10%, put 10% to savings, all these things that we all want to do. Mm-hmm. But when you get the money, it's like, ah, shit, all right. I got yeah. five grand. Okay, let me go do this. That's how we live. No, yeah. for sure. Right? But yeah. that discipline, and when it's on auto, it comes out, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just, it happens without even me thinking about thinking it. Thinking about Cause it. Because when I got to go in and, because I got like the TS, TFSA or the Quest Trade, I got to go in and send it off. Right. Right? But if it's automated, yeah. That just happens. I don't. I, I take any emotion out of it. I take yeah. any human messed up brain that yeah. I got out of it, and it just happens. And one of the right? things too, like I think you know, as we're sitting there talking, yeah, you're right. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But then I go in these like grind modes yeah. where like, all right, cool. I ain't I'm spending nothing. In. I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing, because I really, I enjoy like looking at my bank account and it being. Growing. Growing, mm-hmm. or I enjoy looking, you know, under the mattress and it's just Stacking growing. up. So I, I, I love that process. But what I realize is when that process is, when it's thin, mm-hmm. that's when I lock in. Mm-hmm. But if I, like, auto-pay everybody, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly. Then, shit, like, I'm going to be looking at smaller amounts. It's going to feed my hunger more mm-hmm. to right. just go further. Go so now it. I'm playing the game of, like... And it builds that, that habit. Like, yeah. I, I also equate it to, like, my, my weight loss journey of, you know, I'm here and wait, here and wait, here and wait, here and wait, the same thing. I look at the scale, I'm like, fuck, I'm getting a little too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to grind, right? And then I go in the super grind mode for three months. Like, oh, shit, I made it. Back to the bad habits. Yeah. But if everything's out of deposit, my habits are built. Here's the same time going to the gym every day. That doesn't change for a year. Here's the same time going to yoga, all these great things. I'm not so much looking at the result. It's, mm. it's the process. Right. And at the end of it, one plus one is always going to equal two. Yeah. I just got to show up with my one. And let that one be automated. Two's, I don't even need to check two. Yep. So I don't need to check the account. I know it's yeah what's happening, but I just got to keep putting my one in. And then that's why the, 
the habits and the autos and, and the tech leveraging the technology mm-hmm. is huge. It's so huge. And I try to tell that to students, too, mm. is it, you really have to get important when you're talking about credit cards or student mm-hmm. loans and payments and, and all of that kind of stuff and understand what a cash advance is and how much interest you're charged on that versus a transaction mm-hmm. and like how much interest you'd be paying per month. Yeah. So we, we take students through financial literacy too. It's, it doesn't really resonate because, you know, they're all like, okay, I got money. Let mm. me go get my nails done or mm. let me go buy the new, new pair of shoes or, yeah. you know, and they don't have income coming in on a steady basis and mm. in, in the volume that we do. But I think auto pay, you pay the fee for the bank account anyway. Mm-hmm. You pay the $15 a month. You might as well use, use all the well services that they have that they available. Yeah, they God, I've been getting mad at my bank. Like, they charge mm-hmm. too much for me. What the hell are you doing? Just to hold <laughs> my know, money. Right? What am I doing? Just to right? hold your they money. got shit that we're not but, using. Uh, yeah, we ain't <laughs> utilizing a knife, right? So. Um, Kind of way left field. Two questions. Answer them separately. Your biggest success to date mm-hmm. and your biggest failure to date. That's a good one. Yeah. I'd say I still look at my big my biggest success as graduating university. Mm. It was such a struggle. I just didn't want to be there. I wanted mm-hmm. to get out. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. So, <laughs> and I got like four classes left. Man. And I just wanted to get out and I got out. So, yeah, I could see that being a success. It was such a success looking back. I'd say I still hold that as one of my biggest successes. Mm-hmm. I mean, launching a company is good too, but maybe check back in like five years. Mm-hmm. See where we are. See where the kids are, mm-hmm. right? Then that would be success for me. Good measuring stick. Right. I think my biggest failure. Let's get, uh, mm. get deep. I think not taking control of my money sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, my stepdad has always said every birthday, say every birthday, he's always said, save your money, save your money, save right. your money. Mm-hmm. I right. spent so much, yeah. so yeah. much yeah. just getting the money and Tell just it's it. it's gone. And thinking gone. back, hindsight is how much money I could have had now. Mm-hmm. Now I got my my shit together. But mm-hmm. right. uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah. I think that would be my biggest failure. Honestly, I don't have a lot of things that have drastically happened that have changed the trajectory. Flunking out of your first year. Flunking out of my first year, I don't even see that as a failure now. Before, I used to hide that. Mm -hmm. No one knew, Mm -hmm. unless my parents and my- But that's kind of how failure works. That's failure. You know what I mean? Failure works like, and people are afraid of the word. Yeah. And maybe, you know what? Like, I asked the question because I'm so comfortable with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, failure, man, I- I know that in order for me to grow, I gotta fail. Yeah, right. I've 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 encompassed that. It exists. I know it, man. I be running around looking mm-hmm. for failures. So, so like, really, that's that's so right? huge. We should be like your biggest failure. You should be proud of. Like, yeah, I failed this. Yeah, like yeah. I lost a million dollars. Yeah, and like, you should be able to tell your story. That's huge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, this guy always likes to hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like you know what I mean. So like, I'm out here chasing them because I know once I once I touch that stove, I don't have to touch it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, it's crazy because I'm having this conversation, but a lot's going on in my other brain. You know, but I'm, you know, I talk to these kids, when I talk to these kids all the time about like, you know what, like in the streets, Mm -hmm. man, the problem is you don't get to fail. fail. Because if you fail, it could be detrimental to your life. Mm. It could be detrimental to your freedom. Your family's life. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. To your family's life, to everybody around you. And so I think that's been one of the like coolest successes for me is the fact that like when you remove yourself from that lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you can actually look for failures rather than scared to running from running from them you know what i mean like staying on sprinting from them right so like for me like failing in this world is amazing like Mm -hmm. yeah where they at where the failures at Mm -hmm. like show Mm -hmm. me where the failure party is at stay dangerous over here right because i can get 
I, I know I'm going to learn from it. Yeah. You know, I guess that for me is yeah, why it's like, you know, I'm always like, yeah, like, you know, I want to know, like, mm-hmm. man, well, how did you get to that? Like, yeah. what mm-hmm. led you to this? Because I know usually somewhere along the line you stumbled, mm-hmm. right? right? So, right, right, right. Yeah. Kids That's are fine. so afraid to fail. Yeah. yeah. They are. I was, when yeah. I was, you know, I was so terrified to come home and tell my father that I had to leave, I was asked to leave school. Mm-hmm. He was so furious, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but now looking back, you're right. Bring on the failures. It's yeah. not too bad if you don't do okay right. because you learn from it. Right. Yeah. And as long as you have the resilience right. and, and the the ability to tell yourself to pick your shoes up. You're going to get back up. Well, I think Denzel said in a speech one time, fall down seven times, get up eight. Get up mm-hmm. eight. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. As long as you know you're going to keep getting up, man, it don't matter what you, How many times you, what you run into. Right. And, yeah. and one of the things that I liked what you said about like, you know, come back in a few years and see where the kids is at. Mm. Right. Um, but I believe you've had some successes to date. Um, you know, how long prep been in existence officially? We st- incorporated April 2021, working with kids on an official basis, September. Okay, so this would have been this is your first year. We just finished our first year. How many kids you get? We had to go to university or to, to further their education. We had a total of. 51 students registered in the province, mm. I'd say 75% of them are going to college and university. So that's like 40, 40 students. 40 yeah. students. And some of them we didn't think. Good applause. And Good kudos applause. to the kids. Round of applause for the, the sure. youth, sure. you know, yeah. the students, because they really worked their They're asses working. off. They, they, you know, we were up. Scholarship applications were due at 12 o'clock, 11.59. We were on the phone at 11.45, you know, making sure that they had what they needed. So when you say 40, so 75% of 51 students, so that's 40 African Nova Scotian students Mm -hmm. attending some sort of post-secondary education. Right. Registered through PrEP. Right. 40 African Nova Scotian students Mm -hmm. not sitting on the couch life passing them by. No. Everest commercial. Not getting caught up in the streets, not becoming a statistics. No. That's 40 African Nova Scotian from black Nova Scotian communities Mm -hmm. furthering their life and education. Now, that doesn't mean that it means that they've been accepted. Mm. They go in September. It's just getting mm. started. Summer hasn't started. It's just getting okay. started. You so know, now, there's a lot of other things that factor the, the into your students' job's ability. Not finished. Job's Kobe, not finished. Job, Kobe Bryant. The job, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. The job Kobe just started. Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Like the, the job's okay. not done. It sounds good. This is step one. Mm. The job's not done. So you to know? all of you 40, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. The job ain't done. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot going into to, to your life. And there's a reason why, you know, Companies will fund Prep Academy. Yeah. There's a reason why Prep Academy exists. Yeah. There's a reason why the school will allow Prep Academy to operate alongside and within there mm-hmm. is because they believe that it's important. This shit is important. Super so if you're important. watching this and you're one of the 41, man, make sure you're there September whenever school starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like open the doors up to your life. Let's go. Give them a little piece of info. We're going to put this on our website actually as a resource so students can watch. So give them a little... Uh little motivation. Yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. University, post-secondary graduates usually make more money than people that don't go to university mm-hmm. or post-secondary. 
Uh, as a black people, we haven't had these opportunities much. Um, we haven't been in these spaces much. These next 10 years are going to be crucial mm -hmm. for yourself, for our communities. There's a lot riding on it. So no pressure, but yeah, yeah. we kind of need it. You know, I'll say, I'll say education is important. All forms of education mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. And so if you're putting yourself inside of institutions that their business is education, you want to be there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be difficult, but I think the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see more and more. I'm, I'm connected to a lot of black people, mm -hmm. black Nova Scotians with six-figure jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all of them have graduated post-secondary mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. of some sort. Mm -hmm. Like all the high earners that I know that are that are black, yeah. that are my peers, yeah. all of them. Yeah, I, I tell you all the time, like, man, like, they be getting some good jobs. Good you know job, what I mean? There's man. one guy in particular who he got a couple buildings and yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah. We probably got to bring him in. He's real shy, but we're going to bring him in. <laughs> we might have to get a drink champs him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Yo, the man is like banging his masters and it, like he just keeps leveling keeps up. Going. And I'm like, true story. I used to think he was a drug dealer. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would be, be in like the that. club yeah. with this guy. Like I'm in the club over here. I'm mm -hmm. popping bottles and he popping bottles popping too. Bottles and I noticed him. I didn't even know him. I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, this guy must got like major weight. Mm -hmm. When I got the gnomes, like, nah, bro, this is my job. Like, he works a a, a real job, but he's, he's a high earner. Yeah. Mm. And he owned a couple of apartment buildings now yeah. and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. But he went to school. He went to university first in his family. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so, to me, like, you will be the first in your family to do it. Yeah. Give yourself that opportunity that to become a high earner, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and that education is, is the key to anything, yeah. right? And those relationships. And you're not going to get those relationships up yeah. home, no. right? In the hoods, no. right? Wherever we're at. I think success looks like to me in five years when our students that we're working with in grade 12 would go in, right? Finish college or university, get into their careers, whether it be computer science or, you know, nursing or, or whatever it be, and then come back to mentor mm -hmm. the students who are in high school. You know, the Cole Harbor High students we're working with, once they graduate, come back to come Cole back Harbor through. High. Mm -hmm. come back and then, you know, you, you talk about you can't get it in certain places, but you can bring it there. Yeah. You yeah. can bring that knowledge and that information back into your community. And that's that's the ultimate goal is 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 social and economic impact. I really want to see generational wealth change for right. historic communities. And, and you're starting at a, a great place mm. and Education. really affecting that change. Yeah. What's next for prep? Man, we have some some things in the works. Uh, last year, w w the year we just finished, we worked with grade twelve students because we just wanted to get in and see like what they knew, yeah. where they were at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and unfortunately for a lot of them, the concepts of college and university were just being introduced by us for the first time. Mm. Um, and so they haven't had the opportunity to explore, to think, to just. And some you know some students come in and they're like, "This is what I want to do. I know exactly where I'm going." Mm -hmm. That's not the majority. Mm -hmm. Um, what's next for us is starting in September, we're going to be working with grade 10, 11, and 12 students. Oh, nice. So this, nice. the info reaches in grade 10. Yep. We want to make sure that students in grade 9 and parents, black parents, also have access to decisions mm. so that they know when you enter high school what courses are academic track courses. And then in February, uh, we want to um, apply to the school board for our program to be recognized as a personal development credit. Mm. which means that students that take part in our program in grade 10, 11, and 12 graduate with a high school credit. Nice. So it's one less class one they less have class. to participate in, yeah. but they're getting the knowledge but and information they're getting, from me. From listen, us. school board, <laughs> get it done. Mm -hmm. 
get it done. You know, I think we've had so much, so much um, excitement from folks in school. So mm-hmm. um, we're working with some really great African Nova Scotian curriculum developers right now, looking to to put those pieces in place. But if we can ensure that students get that information early. Mm-hmm. And and then they stay with us. They build yeah. those relationships. I think that's that's our next move. That's a game changer. Yeah. You know, yeah. when, when I, all I heard is forty students, mm. um, forty Black Nova Scotians in year students one, in year one, grade twelves. That you know, I know, I know, like five kids that yeah. probably wouldn't have even registered. Um, to no, literally, like yeah, like I I, I know five, five kids. kids from from one school. Yeah, mm. that five we kids know from the hood that would we're not, not have going even registered. If it wasn't told for prep. me. Um, to my face, they're not yeah. going to school. Exactly. And, you know, they are now registered to to, to go to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when I heard that, when I think back and when I graduated, exactly. I know for a fact it wasn't, it wasn't 40 no black 40. Nova Scotia no students going to university. Five, and, and maybe. It's, it's crazy. And that's an HRM. Yeah. It's crazy because those 40 students, so those 40 are across the province, yeah. not just HRM, yeah. but we have the three schools in HRM. The sad thing, and I'm not speaking this to into existence, just what's real and what's what I've seen is that not we won't have 40 graduates. No, mm-hmm. no. So uh, that's from high school or for university, for university, university. or college. Right. Yeah. And so what's also next for us is we we're we're going to create a job called a college and university student success coach. So mm. what this those do in high school, but for the college and oh, university so students, so that they don't lose our support. We right. still get them individual time so that they get support in, in, with navigating. Yeah. And and I'll also just shout out, you know, we said roughly 75. I'd like to shout out the, the other students, the 25%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This isn't um, the only decision. And yeah. I say this to students. This is, this is a decision to go, but it's not your only time to make that decision. Right. Straight. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. take a year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can participate in other programs. Yeah. You can work for a year and get mm-hmm. back in. You can work for two years and go back in. Right. And you still were introduced to the information and you right. had the access to the decision. That's all. Right. That's it. And, right. and, and it's a numbers game for yeah. me. Like mm-hmm. you said, you know, the 40 won't graduate, sadly. Um, but all we can do is work to improve that. But if in his years, five, five or 10. Right. Five. Right. Don't five, say 10. It was bro. five. So, okay. Three of them might graduate. Mm-hmm. Now we got 40 going. And our goal right. with this new hire is to make sure that the 40 that enter graduate. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. historically, if 40 were going in, yeah. they wouldn't. No. They wouldn't but graduate. I think, you know, the success exists in just getting the 40 to the door. Just getting them sure. And then the, the next six. But that's why I like it's forever hunger. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's why. Right. That, she, I'm a she's curse. a Kobe fan. That's why I fuck with you. She's a Kobe you know fan. I mean? Because it's like, it don't, we're not stopping. Job's not Job's done. Job's no. not done. Right, so yeah. Oh, we did this first year. Okay, well now we're gonna go grade ten. Okay, fuck. Now we're gonna go grade nine. Right. Okay, fuck. Now we're gonna go university. And then right. the ultimate is like it's a, it's a never ending support. Right. And you, we can prep you from elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, man, shout out to the prep academy. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, super happy you came. Learned a lot Thank about you. you. I think this is another classic. I had so much more. But you know the the convo was going great, yeah. Right, so yeah. you know we, we we gave them a lot. Mm. We we gave them a lot. Um, tell them where you can they can find you. Tell them tell them all that social medias. Prep, yeah, yeah. All of everything. So uh, on on Instagram we are at theprepacademy.ca, which is exact same as our website. Easy okay. to find us. Mm-hmm. Um, although uh, there's you know we have new things happening on our website all the time. Resources, scholarship directories being updated. Um, we'd encourage you to tap in the prepacademy.ca is where you can find us. And I'll say this, shameless plug, 
<laughs> Ross Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a black business um, that mm-hmm. you're looking for um, an initiative, mm-hmm. you know, to sponsor, an initiative to like Support, give your money to real behind. work, mm-hmm. right? Um, even if you're not a black business, if you're just a business and you're looking for an initiative to support, um, the work that the Prep Academy is doing is real. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't mm-hmm. fake. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, I know five students for sure that told me to my fit they mm-hmm. are not going to post-secondary school mm-hmm. who at least registered. And I do believe that they are going to show up on day one. Yeah, um, That's real work. Huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if, if you're looking for, you know, things to support financially, I, I think, you know, reach out to Ashley, mm-hmm. find the Prep Academy. I think it's, it's, it's dollars well spent. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, There's a lot of organizations over here these days. Um, the Prep Academy is one that I'm, I'm, I'm betting on and, yeah. and putting my money on. That doesn't go for a lot. Right. There's a lot of fake work happening yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the Prep Academy is not only real work, it's meaningful work. Right. And it's detrimental work. Right. Right, and I think it's 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 youth, it's it's our future. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm super down. And matter of fact, we got to find a way to uh, this convo got me inspired to whatever we can do mm-hmm. to support the Prep Academy yep. and, and be a part. So let's set that meeting up. I'll have to go check your calendar out. <laughs> and um, yeah, get behind the Prep Academy, man. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. It's it's definitely real work. I think it speaks to the realness if you're hearing it from the students Mm -hmm. and then even realer if you hear it from the parents, Mm. you know, especially you guys have kids in your community who are talking about it or people were hiring from community Mm -hmm. to help students Mm -hmm. from community, Mm -hmm. which is really important to us. We see Um, it firsthand. Yeah. Firsthand. Yeah. Only up from here. That's it. Much love as always. Um, Shout out to our sponsor, Tribe Network. We got to make sure we we, we drop in the sponsor here. Check out the Black Startup Project. Mm. That is a program mm-hmm. uh, to really help you and your business grow, scale, a lot of things. Access to funding. But thanks to Ashley again. This was a great show, an exciting one. And all as always, you can find me at Velsmooth on Instagram. CB Valley Instagram. CB Valley Instagram. Yeah. CB Valley. You can find me NS underscore Provo on Twitter. Navelle Provo on LinkedIn. All those good places. Uh, every Monday you can tune in we'll be here same time we drop in the morning a.m. so you can listen to us on your way to work on that Monday morning Uh, but the businessman podcast season two we're back we got some more exciting black female entrepreneurs black women entrepreneurs women Exactly, the business the man, business the woman. Business we got to put a little, little, little spin on that. Woman season two is. But we got a lot coming this season two, yeah. man. A lot, I'm lot, excited, lot man. of game. We're excited to be back. And as always, keep getting to the bag. Get to the bag. I ain't a businessman. I'm a business man. Now let me handle my business.